in today's show. We're recapping the action from Thursday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're here to talk about the action from Thursday. There were seven games on. Some weird stuff, as usual. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> News. Jamarant might return on the weekend. In what capacity, I don't know. They've got a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, so I would expect that if he does return, he plays only one of those. And, of course, that is going to impact the value of Tyus Jones and change the value of a lot of other Grizzlies players. I expect if he does come back, considering they're locked into the two seed, that he won't play like a full load of minutes. There's no need for them to win. doesn't matter if they lose. Just be sort of getting him back on the court and getting a little bit under him. So I wouldn't expect that he'd be putting up huge minutes or huge numbers, but of course it, it does change the calculus of, of a lot of those other players there. Just in transactional news, Trevor Ariza and Frank Kaminsky were waived today. The Lakers apparently want to get someone young onto their roster. Didn't didn't do that for today's game, of course. We'll see what they do for their final two games, as I don't expect LeBron, Westbrook, and Davis to play in any of those ones. Um, with Kaminsky waived, yeah, he was injured. He was not going to play anyway. They're able to promote Ish Wainwright from a two-way into a standard deal. Mitch Robinson's out again tomorrow, so Jericho Sims gets a real boost in his value, and he becomes a pretty valuable stream option for Friday's games. And it does look like that Evan Mobley is going to return. Jared Allen remains out, but Mobley's going to return. That probably does drop the value of the C part of Moses Brown quite a bit. Enough to be droppable? Probably. But I'd like to get confirmation that Mobley's playing. They could also play them together. I don't think they will. But they could end up playing them together, um, starting in the front court. Again, I think they would rather go with Markin and Mobley Levert. Um, but who knows? There's lots of different things that they can uh, they can decide to do there. So hold off on a drop of Moses, but he might end up becoming a droppable player with the return, most likely on Friday, of Evan Mobley. We've got seven games on. Let's flick on and have a look at that first one. There are a few blowouts today, not as many as yesterday, but there were a few today as the Hornets get a hold of the Magic 128-101, the final score there. Chumra Kiki played 34 minutes. He had 20 points with four triples, seven rebounds, four assists, three steals and two blocks, 49 fantasy points. It's a fantastic line. But of course, it was without Anthony Wagner, Carter, and then Bumba went down early in the game. I don't expect Anthony or Carter or Wagner to play the rest of this season. But I don't know that. So, yeah, Akiki probably has value, but he is very up and down. The other guy who's got a little bit of appeal here, especially with Mobamba getting injured in this game, is Flaming Mo Wagner. Um, 28 minutes, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 triples, 60% shooting. It's a great game from Wagner. And I think with Carter and Bamba likely out for their next game, that 
it's going to be useful. He's going to be he's going to be worthwhile. RJ Hampton also had a better game, 12, 8, and 5, while Fultz had 12, 5, and 6. Fultz is going to be worth it on Sunday too. While Jalen Suggs played limited minutes, sprained his ankle again. He was able to return, but I if he does play on Sunday, which I do think he will, his limit, minutes are so limited that I don't really think he's much of an option. Devin Kennedy had 12 points with four threes. He'll get an extended run for sure because he started the second half over Bumba. Maybe there's something there. Same with Brzezakis, who had 12 points. Now, Brzezakis is absolutely not afraid to get up shots. Led the team in shots with 15 here, but only connected on 27% for 12 points. But he absolutely, if those guys remain injured, which I expect that they will, uh, he will be an option to uh, to stream in for the points category. For the Hornets, Montrez Harrell was a DNP, but he came back, or DNP last game, came back in this one, played 20 minutes, got ejected. He had 14 points on perfect shooting with two blocks. Pretty good game for him. I wouldn't bother adding him. While Plumley only got the 15 minutes, four points for him, and PJ played 34 minutes. Some of those minutes were reduced due to the blowout, so Rogier only got 26, and Miles Bridges only got 24. Still no Gordon Haywood. I don't know whether we expect him back. They play again tomorrow. I don't know whether we expect him back. Regardless, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't prioritize adding him. Because I think if he does play, he's going to be pretty limited in minutes. Kelly Oubre scored well, 16 points, but rough from the line. No defensive stats. Continues to struggle. I wouldn't bother with him in 12s. While Lamelo had 26, 8, and 9. Rogier 22, 8, and 3 in a very, very comfortable win over the Orlando Magic. Should we do the next game? No, let's move on. Let us let me tell you now about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source. BetOnline.net, that is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. If we go across to BetOnline.net at the moment, we can see that the Suns are three-point underdogs against the Jazz. The Suns are going to be getting everyone back, um, allegedly. They have nothing to play for, though, while the Jazz do. I think the Suns might get those guys. Look, they'll play Booker and Aiton and Paul, those guys, but I think they might see some limited minutes. I don't mind the Jazz minus three there with the Suns having no motivation to really do anything in terms of you know pushing too hard. So head to that website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. Better line is where the game starts. Game two. Good game, this one. The Bucks end up winning at 127-121. Obviously not a full preview of the playoffs because Al Horford and Jason Tatum were both out resting. Um, Marcus Smart, 29 points, 7 threes, 7 assists, and 2 steals. He's been pretty strong all season, a top 75 player, and really stepped it up here. While Maximum Derek White played 39 minutes. Maximum Derek. 19 points, 4 threes, 6 rebounds. The problem here with the Celtics, they don't play till Sunday. So Friday and Saturday, they're just they're just burning up roster spots. I wouldn't bother with Derek White. I wouldn't bother holding him. I wouldn't bother with Daniel Tice, who had 22 points in 32 minutes. Like holding the, those guys in a roster spot for two days, I, I just don't think it's going to be worth it. Jalen Brown had a 22, 10, and 11 triple-double. He was pretty bad on both of his percentages, which hurts. But otherwise, the counting stats are good. And Peyton Pritchard did his thing with 12 points and two threes. He's always good for a couple of threes. Grant Williams did two steals, two blocks, but unfortunately shot 29%. And usually one of the things we've been relying on Grant Williams to do is to provide efficient scoring. He just didn't efficiently do it today. But as I said, I would hold smart, obviously Brown and Tatum and probably Horford, but it's two days before they play again on Sunday. I expect that they will play to try and get themselves a solid seed, but there is a chance that if the Bucks win tomorrow, I don't think they can get to the two seed. 
So that would keep them maybe in a situation where, say, Horford or Brown rests in this one or in their game on Sunday. So just be aware of that. For the Bucks, Middleton, 22, 8, 9, two steals and a block. Drew had 29, 8, and 8 with three steals and a block. And Giannis had 29, 11, and 5 with two steals and a block. Just huge numbers for all of those guys. They play the Rockets tomorrow. So I reckon there's a massive chance that those three don't play as well as Brook Lopez. Grayson Allen sat this one out. He might return. Wesley Matthews played 27 for seven points, and Bob Portis had 17 and seven in 27 minutes. Good game from Portis, and he could have a real big one if Lopez is out. Lopez was okay, like big usage, 15 points on 16 shots, but inefficient. Had only one block, no assists, seven rebounds. Like he's 141st-ranked player this year. He's been okay, and... If he doesn't play tomorrow, then I'd be happily dropping him for the Friday, Saturday, get someone else in in that spot. And then, you know, Sunday, you're going to have everybody playing. So I wouldn't prioritize holding Brook Lopez with his middling level of production and the fact that he might not play tomorrow. So just just be aware of that and react accordingly when we get news about whether those guys are resting or not. Sixers and the Raptors. Good win for the Raptors here. Philadelphia, disappointing loss. Maxi was really good again. 22 in 37 minutes on 64%. He had two steals, a block, and four threes. That's two really big games in a row for Tyrese. While the the, uh, the thin broomstick, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Eight points on 38%. He had two threes, two steals, and seven rebounds. So not the worst, but obviously not that good. Embiid had 30 and 10. Well, Harden, I oh, mean... I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Maybe he's cooked as a top five player. He probably top five fantasy guy. Maybe he is. 13 points on 25%. Yuck. No steals, no blocks, only 15 assists. Really, really struggling. He is still the fifth ranked player over the course of the season on a per game basis, but the recent shooting has been a real issue. There was no Matisse Thibel, so Danny Green started. 39 minutes for Green. 18.63, four assists to steal on a block. That's just a huge performance from Green. He's never going to play those minutes every night, nor shoot 67%. So don't overreact to this one too much. While they went with um, Paul Reed as the backup center over DeAndre Jordan. Hallelujah. Reed did not play well early in particular, but he, I thought, played decently better later on. Ended up with five and seven with a steal. But I think this is a matchup thing. Going up against these uh, Raptors 6'8", 6'9", guys versus any traditional centers. And I think, unfortunately, DeAndre Jordan's going to be back in the rotation next game. The Raptors rested Van Bleet. They rested Ananobi. Ananobi's going to sit tomorrow as well. Don't be surprised if Pascal Siakam sits tomorrow and Gary Trent. Watch that one. Siakam played 37 minutes. They're playing someone shit else, like the Pistons, I think it is. 37, 11, and 12 for Pascal with two steals. And Gaz Trent had 30 points with five threes, a hot shooting night there. And the big sneeze, 40 minutes of pressure to Chua, 20 points, five threes, four, uh, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. That makes him the 228th ranked player over the last two weeks, but that's really strong, obviously, good, a really good game. And if players are going to rest tomorrow, which I expect they are, he's a streamer. I thought Boucher would do more, seven and three. He blocked three shots and only played 25 minutes. I expected a little bit more, but there might be value in him tomorrow. Well, Scotland Barnes really didn't ramp anything up at all. 30, 13 and 10 in 41 minutes with those guys out is a little bit disappointing. It's also disappointing that Flynn played only 13 minutes. Four points for Malachi with Fred Vavlid out and Birch played 13 as the other starter. It was Thaddeus Young who played 31 minutes. He got three steals, but shot 20%. And normally he's a pretty good field goal guy. So that's a little bit of a disappointing result there. For the big fella, Thad Young. Um, should we go on to the next game? I think we probably should. Yeah, we, let's do that right now because it's, it's not a great one. That's why I'm not all that entertained by it. It is the Portland Trailblazers. They, unsurprisingly, lost 
to the um, New Orleans Pelicans, 127-94. Just an absolute ass-kicking. Um, yeah, obviously, they're, they're, they're terrible. They're one of the worst teams in the entire NBA to watch. We've seen that time and time again. And uh, yeah, they're at it again. Brandon Williams missed last game. And they said, oh, he's coming back, but he's going to come off the bench. He's, you've got a minutes limit. He missed one game. He ended up playing 17 minutes, five points. So I don't know what the hell to do with that. I think it's very hard to rely upon him or Chris Dunn, who played only 20 minutes. This whole rotation's a disaster. Drew Eubanks only got 26. He had 20 points with a steal and a block on 82%. So just limiting him for some reason. Keon Johnson had six points on 22%, which is shocking. But eight assists. He's been a very interesting source of assists of late. So keep an eye on him. And I think his role is secure-ish. While Benny McLemore hit three triples for nine points, he's a great three-point streamer. Reggie Perry also stepped up. 15 points in 22 minutes, but four steals and two blocks. That's obviously very fluky from Reg. But as a deeper league streamer, He's in the mix there. And Greggy Brown had four, seven, and five with a steal and a block. Again, his role and his minutes are sort of secure, but Jesus, this team is just, it's uh, its a tough watch. On to the Pelican side of things. They were resting Brandon Ingram. So we got Devontae Graham back starting, but he had six points in 19 minutes. I would not bother to add him. And Alvarado played 22, rightfully so. Only seven points for Jose, but nine assists and four steals. So that's what he brings, assists and steals. And he brought it there. So just keep an eye if they rest anyone else in any other games for Jose might uh, step up. Didn't do much with Brandon. Not Brandon. Jesus. For Jackson Hayes with Brandon Ingram out. 11-3. and three, He went under on the assists. Another zero for him. 71% shooting. But it's very hard to justify him as a must-hold player. While 26 minutes for Bill Hearn and Gomez. He did what he does as well, which is double-double. 17 and 14. But that's because it was without Ingram and it's because that Valanciunas played just 22 minutes as he's dealing with that foot slash ankle thing. Jonas Vasilinovansas. Herb Jones, he, he just can't really elevate his game when players go out. Nine and eight. He had a block. He had a three. Like, it's fine. But fantasy-wise, he's now dipped back outside the top 100 for the season while McCollum had 23, four and seven with three steals and five triples. A really strong game. For him, this game was that much of a blowout that Tony Snell, Gary Clark, and Garrett Temple played seven minutes. That's how you know that a game is absolutely a, uh, a disaster. But Bilt Bar's not a disaster. It's the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's just like having a candy bar. We all love reaching for candy bars because they taste great. But unfortunately, they're so full of calories and fat and sugar that they're not good for us. It's not good for our health. It's not good for anything. So Bilt Bar helps you because Bilt Bar is healthy. High protein, 17 grams in a bar, but only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar in these bars. So you're doing something good for your body. So you don't have to worry about the unnutritious candy bars. You don't have to worry about healthy protein bars that taste like shit. Like I, I was going to say something. I was gonna, ah, they taste like shit. That's fine. They taste like shit. You don't want those ones. You want these ones. The date's great. Cookies and cream, best flavor, but there's coconut, raspberry, orange, mint, um, shamrock, whatever that flavor tastes like. Wink. Guys, don't forget, head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will save 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. The next game, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Spurs 127-121 was the final score here in this one. Um, Jakob Pertl, 15 and 17 with three blocks. His great season continues. And Zachy Collins, nice scoring night, 13 points in 16 minutes. But... It's the 16 minutes that are more applicable for us to pay attention to here. Without DeJounte Murray, Trey Jones had 14, 3, and 8. Yeah, as long as DeJounte is out, Trey Jones has value as a streamer for sure. 
And Vassell had 18 points with four threes and two steals, and he should be a 12-team league guy. Top 65 over the last two weeks. And Keldon Johnson, man, this guy's improved out of sight. 20 and six, two threes, five assists, a steal and a block. Still not top 100 for the year, but top 60 over the last two weeks, and he's doing a lot more than what we saw earlier this season. Joshi Primo's getting the minutes, but 12 points isn't great. Six assists is nice. He's stepping up a little bit, but I'm not really convinced that he's going to be a long-term star or anything. While Richardson had 11, three, and six, and unfortunately for Joshi, no steals there. For the Wolves, they sat D'Angelo Russell, but they brought Patrick Beverly back. 28 minutes for him. Eight, five, and eight, one steal, two blocks. This is Patrick Beverly a line as you could possibly get. Well, Anthony Edwards almost dropped a 50, Goosted. Forty-nine points, six threes, eight assists, and a steal. He's now the 42nd ranked player this year, and he had 69. Yes, he did. Fantasy points um, today. Giggity. Jared Vanderbilt by 33 minutes, only six points, but this is a Vanderbilt by line. Nine rebounds, three steals, a million offensive boards as well. I think he had four and a quarter and shot 67%. Now, his recent production hasn't been good at all, so I wouldn't want to rely upon him, but this was good. Um, Beasley hit three threes. That's what he does. While McDaniels hit a couple of threes for 10 points in 21. I wouldn't bother with him in a 12-teamer. While Torian Prince saw his minutes fall way down. Just nine of them here for the artist. Uh, went scoreless, missed all three of his shots, and only had the one rebound. Townsie had 21 and 13 as well, but he really did. Yeah, rightfully so when a bloke's going off like Edwards. He took the back seat there to Anthony Edwards. The Memphis Grizzlies, they couldn't get it done against the Denver Nuggets. Um, one, is that score? That score's not right. I need to adjust that. What have I done there? One sec. All right, that's much better. The Nuggets win it, 122-109. There was no Jar Morant, of course, but Dylan Brooksy Brooks returned, took his 15 shots, missed a lot of them, only had 12 points, hit zero threes. He had two assists. He continues to really struggle since coming back from injury. Probably still want to roster him, but it's not as convincing as it was earlier on. We only got 22 minutes from Des Bain. He had 14 points, five fouls, though, with three steals, and Melton had 11 points in 23 minutes. Not not his best. In fact, the whole team not at their best. Uh, even Jaron Jackson only played 24 minutes. There's no real reason for these guys to push into big minutes, and this was, again, a blowout. They made it close towards the end, but we had 23 Tyus Jones minutes, 23 Steve Adams minutes. Jones, you keep streaming until Jar is back, but this was a bad night. Five points, four assists in 25, on 25% for Tyus. And it was just it was just a poor night all around for basically everyone. Jaron had 10 points in 24 minutes as they got blown out and those minutes really reduced. For the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, another huge night. First player to ever have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. 35, 16, and 6 with three steals and a block. Um, it was awesome again. Well, Aaron Gordon also turned in a nice performance. 22-5-2 and two with three threes. Really coming good at the right time of the year. And the big stiffy played 21 minutes. Bones Highland, 16 points, 7 assists, and 4 threes. We know his production's up and down because of the way the doctor handles the rotations, but we got it. Interestingly for Malone, Davon Reed, who cannot be eligible for the playoffs now. They missed the cutoff to um, elevate him. They decided to keep playing Davon over Bryn Forbes, who literally one game ago, Malone said, no, nah, I've got to get him into the rotation. We're going to put him back in the rotation. He played him seven minutes in that last game in the first half and didn't, didn't play him at all today. So whatever Malone's talking about, he's full of shit. No point in playing Reed these 14 minutes, really, um, when you could get someone else who you might need to actually get back into form and into a rotation in the playoffs. Barton had 16-4-4 four four with two steals. That's yeah, solid enough. And Morris had 10-3-5. Also pretty solid. They welcomed back Jeff Green, but... For what reason, I don't know. Five points in 27 minutes for Jeff. Hopefully his personal issues are right, but obviously he's been shithouse all season from a statistical perspective and from a fantasy point of view. 
Let's do the last game of the night. The Lakers and the Warriors. The Warriors win this one pretty comfortably in the end. 128-112 was the final score. Um, for the Lakers, of course, there was no LeBron. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony was also out. Um, again, I don't expect these guys to play again. So Taylor Horton Tucker played 37 minutes. He had 40 points with two threes and four steals. He took 28 shots. There is a real chance for some big numbers for him on the last two games. And we don't expect him to be this good of a shooter or maybe even have this level of usage, but he's going to have elevated usage. Malik Monk also a must roster, 24-7-4, one steal and two blocks. And Dwight probably want to grab as well. 16-12, and 12, while Austin Reeves started out well. He had eight points really early, finished with just 12 in 33. He's probably more of a 14-team league guy. Stanley Johnson was dreadful. Eight points on 29 from the field and 43 from the line. He did have two steals. He's more of a 14 to 16 team league guy. And I definitely prioritize Monk, Horton, Tucker, and Howard ahead of him. For the Warriors, Clay Thompson had 23 in the first half. He ended with 33 with six triples. Really good game from him. While Jordan Poole had 19, 4, and 11. And Wiggins had 17, but only played 27 minutes there. Wiggins did. And 26 for Draymond. As they didn't have to go full tilt during this game, they were able to sort of ease off a little bit. Otto Porter played 30. He had 10 and 8 with two steals. Now, him, Andre Iguodala, and Clay Thompson are both going to, or not both, all of them are going to sit at least one game on the weekend. It might be all in one game, or they might stagger them. We don't know, and we don't know when that's going to happen. But it'll be one of Saturday or Sunday, and that'll mean someone like John Kaminga becomes a streamer. He only played eight minutes here. He's not a regular part of the rotation, or not a big enough part. But when those guys do sit, there'll be some extra minutes coming his way. Draymond was fine, 10-3 and 7, two steals and a block. Still not back at his best, but it doesn't look like he'll sit the back-to-back. -back. And Looney's going to... He looks like he's going to play all 82 games. He's got two to go. He's played 80 games. 15 minutes, 4, 5, and 2. Obviously, we're not rostering him really anywhere. But the fact that he, with all of his hip injury issues, is going to end up playing 82 games is pretty remarkable. I had a list today of everyone who's played every game this season. The names on it were pretty crazy. Who, who else was on it now? Mikael Bridges was one of them. Kevon Looney was one of them. Um, Dwight Powell was one of them. Um, oh, there was two. There were two more. There's only five people who'd got, who uh, had played every game. I don't know who the other two were. Anyway, that's a story that went nowhere. Let's take us into the lines of the night. Monstrous is Nikola Jokic. Your waiver wire is Bill Hernan Gomez. Your young gun is Anthony Edwards. And your dud is Brandon Williams. I'm actually going to go look up to see what those, those players who played every game were. All right, I got the list. Dwight Powell tore his Achilles two years ago. He's played every game. Kevon Looney, hip problems, played every game. Mikhail Bridges, played every game. Denny Avdia, who broke his ankle at the end of last season, he's played every game. And the other one is the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, who has played every game this season. All right, the top 10 players today. Number one was Jokic, followed by Anthony Edwards, Pascal Siakam, Lamelo Ball, Taylor Horton Tucker, Marcus Smart, Jim Rikiki, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Jakob Pertl. Your top 10 players rostered in 50% of leagues or more. Oh, sorry, 50% of leagues or less. Bill Hernan Gomez, don't worry about that one. Reggie Perry, yeah, deeper league, rebound, defensive stat streamer. Horton Tucker, 12-team option. Danny Green, probably not. Precious Achua, maybe for tomorrow if Siakam is out. Dwight Howard, probably yes. Zach Collins, probably no. Trey Jones, maybe, but that's only if DeJounte is out. Jalen McDaniels, no thanks. Daniel Tice, probably not. Again, with no game until Sunday. And then your top 10 players in points leagues, Jokic, Siakam, Edwards, Holiday, Ball, Horton Tucker, Antetokounmpo, Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton, and Shuma Akiki. And that, guys, is the last recap show of the season. There are going to be streaming shows for tomorrow, 
and streaming shows. So streaming shows for Saturday's games and streaming shows for Sunday's games. And that's it for the regular season. We're still going to have shows, award shows, recap shows, looking back at sleepers and busts and final rankings and all that sort of stuff. We're going to go through all of that and then team reviews as well before we head into NBA draft stuff. But this is it. This is the end of the recap shows. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of the shows this year, who's watched the shows, who's used the information for entertainment, for laughs, for knowledge, for whatever you wanted to do with it. I appreciate everyone being here. And I know most of you are already gone. You're not even listening to this show. But if you are still here, thank you. Give it a thumbs up on the way out. Um, Share it with your friends. And guys, we'll be back tomorrow with the show. But the general uh, pattern of our shows is done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.